0: Hello and welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of the Evil Safety Dude. So, I'm your host, Mr. Aaron Iacino, the Director of Risk Management for IBC. And this is our podcast where we get to talk about anything and everything that has to do with occupational health, safety, and security. And this is episode 192. As always, everybody, please remember to like, rate, subscribe, share, and leave a positive review. And help us grow this podcast to where everybody is talking about health and safety at work. To where all workplaces are just routinely, normally safe. And safety is normal. And it's weird when someone does something unsafe. The complete opposite of what it is right now, where when someone actually takes the time to follow procedure and go get PPE and do everything right, that that's weird. No, we're trying to flip that on its head. And you could help out, everybody. So, what are we talking about today? Well, we're finishing up OSHA's top 10. Last episode, we covered 10 through 6, which was machine guarding, PPE, eye and face protection, fall protection training, respiratory protection, and lockout tagout. So, let's jump in to number 5. Okay, number 5 on OSHA's top 10. Ooh, 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 no surprise here. Always part of... OSHA's National Emphasis Programs, PIT, PIT, y'all. What's PIT? Power Industrial Trucks. This was a general industry one. And what do we got going here? Uh, Whoa, wow. A lot of violations. 1,922, dang. And there was five different um, things, uh, violations that they were busing out of this uh, 178 standard. And uh, it's pretty even, but the top one was safe operation. So they just were finding operators not operating safely. Number two, refresher training and evaluation was not provided at three years. But remember, there's six different reasons when people need refreshers. And go back to those episodes. We did a lot of thorough stuff on forklift training, OSHA compliant forklift training. If there's a near miss, an accident, new environment, new equipment, three years is up, stuff like that. They got a bad evaluation. You got a refresher train them. Number three, uh, the folks weren't certified, man. They were not, they didn't have paperwork to prove they were certified operators. Number four, oh, no surprise here. They weren't doing their pre-use check. And then number five. They were driving busted forklifts. No surprise. I wish some of this would be a shocker, but unfortunately, this mimics exactly what I see in the field. Nobody does pre-use checks on anything. Nobody checks out an extension cord before they use it. It's got copper showing. The ground pin's busted up. Nobody's checking out the forklift. It's bent. It's cracked. It's leaking that drug fluid. The solid rubber tire's about to fall off the rim. Nobody cares. You know, everybody just hop on it. I know I'm gloom and doom and jaded, but, um, you know, I, I'm trying to be as honest as I can. When I say nobody cares, um, you know, I kind of mean it. You know, I, I, um, I'm telling you, I would be flabbergasted if I was walking through a site and somebody didn't see me and they were getting ready to hop on a forklift and they did a thorough check. They did a visual inspection, they did a mechanical inspection, you know, they walked around, they kicked the tires, they hop in there, checked all the controls, and then they started using it. I would be floored. I'd be like, who is this? Who's this person? It, it would be weird. It would be weird. And and that's why um, it's one of our goals here at the Evil Safety Dudes podcast to try to make that normal instead of the opposite. That's abnormal. It's abnormal for people to check out their forklift. It just shouldn't be that way. Some of you out there are like, well, not in our company. We make everybody do a check. We put these control panels on our forklifts. They're not done right. It's just a show. What do you mean? Well, the forklift doesn't turn on until you go through that whole check system. So, you can't do a mechanical check because the forklift's not on. They're saying yes to hydraulics, yes to turning, yes to controls when they're not even testing them because it's not even on for them to test it. The whole system's flawed. Well, we didn't think about that. I know. Because you didn't ask the evil safety dude. You were just, you know, asking other non safety people. So, uh, we got some work to do, man. We got our work cut out for us as safety folks. Did you know that? You know that. You know that. If you're in safety, it's hard. It's an uphill battle. It's not a job for the faint-hearted. But we must keep pressing on. We got to have hope. <laughs> we got to believe that we can make a difference, and we can, and we have, and we will, and we will continue. It's slow going. It's not super evident. Um, but we just got to keep going. All right, moving on. Drum roll. Number four, scaffolding. This is a construction standard. No surprise here. Actually, what I am surprised about is scaffolding didn't make three of the top ten. All right, 2,285 companies got busted. It was the 1926.451 standard. Uh, Let's see here. Five different parts of that. Um, Subpart L that they were bussing companies on. Pretty even, but the number one thing they were bussing people on uh, oh, imagine that. Um, each employee on a scaffold more than 10 feet above the lower level shall be protected from falling so that to the lower level. So, fall protection has its own fall protection regulation, which is called a vertical standard as opposed to a horizontal standard, which would be like six feet in construction. Scaffolding—you could technically be nine point eleven, uh, you know, nine foot eleven inches on the scaffold before you need fall protection. Now most companies overrule that with their site and company rules, and that's fine. But um, oh, she was busting people up. They were seeing people ten feet and above with no guardrail system, no handrail, midrail, toe board, or they weren't tied off. This is not a surprise, you know. Falls are the number one killer in construction and scaffold. Oh my goodness is some of the most violated standards I see in construction. I, you know, not providing protection for employees in trenches. I see that all the time. Uh, ladder misuse all the time, uh, general fall protection all the time, but scaffold faux show. I mean, I'm telling you, um, I'm not a betting man, but if I was, I would take your money. You would? Yes, I would. If I was a betting man. If you were to take my bet. Well, what would the bet be? I would bet you that if we drove around to any construction site with scaffolding, that I'd be able to find multiple, multiple, multiple violations on that scaffold. Even if it was a legit, the big general contractors in town. Even if it was a very strict site for safety, doesn't mean that the safety people on that site, if they even have any, are super up on the scaffold rules. doesn't mean that the foremen and the superintendents and the project managers are up on, on scaffold rules. If you guys are building your own scaffold, you're probably doing it wrong. <gasps> How dare you, Aaron? We've been building scaffolds since before you were born. Yeah, and you've been doing it wrong for all them years. <laughs> no, I'm serious, man. The only people that I see build uh, good scaffold, green-tagged, OSHA approved, can't find a fine on it, is scaffold companies. But really, that shouldn't be a surprise to anybody because scaffold companies are professional scaffold builders. That's their trade. Yeah, they may be in the Carpenters Union or whatever, but they're professional scaffold builders. They build scaffold all day, every day. They know the rules. They can quote them to you. They know what they're doing. You get a, a general contractor or a contractor who does anything else, whatever trade, plumbing, HVAC, welding, insulation, painting, drywall, electrical. If if they're not a professional scaffold builder, I guarantee they're building their scaffold wrong. There's going to be violations on it. They're just not pros. They just haven't been thoroughly trained. And the people who are doing their safety checks aren't thoroughly trained to know all the violations that they should be looking for on scaffolding. Scaffolding sometimes has made three of the top ten. It's only one this time, number four. And uh, the first one, let's go back, was fall, not having fall protection at ten feet. No guardrails, no tie-off. What was number two? Number two, oh, when scaffold platforms are more than two feet above or below point of access, you need some kind of ladder or hook-on ladder. You need some kind of step for people. You can't take, uh, when you're climbing on that ladder on the scaffold it can't that first run can't be over two feet off the ground so if you're using a screw jack base plates and you had to overcome some kind of obstacle on the ground like a curb or something so you got that screw jack like all the way up you could easily have that first rung two feet over two feet off the ground and then that'd be a violation be improper access all right what else number three each platform on all working levels of scaffold shall be fully planked oh yeah no surprise here um for those of you who don't know, any working level on scaffold has to be fully decked, fully planked. Your standard scaffold that you rent is five wide by five high, seven feet long. That's your standard molded frame, prefabbed, you know, frame scaffold. Okay. Standard is five wide, five high, seven long. Standard frame. Well, that takes three of those prefab decks. And I can't remember how many planks, if it's OSHA planks, OSHA-approved scaffold planks. It's like five or seven or something. But it's got to be fully decked. But most people just throw one deck or one plank on it. It it's illegal. You got to make a safe platform for people to work. So fully decked. You can't even have an inch in between the boards. No more than um, nine and a half inches from the last board to the upright. You got to be fully decked fully decked or planked. So no surprise there. That's so That rule is so broken every time I go. What's next? Number four, supported scaffold poles, legs, post frames, and upright shell bear on base plates and mud cells. Totally not surprised. I mean, none of this is surprising. she's seen all the same stuff I am. People are throwing the frames straight up on the ground, on the dirt, on grass, on asphalt, on gravel, no base plates. And then if they have a base plate, they don't have a mud sill. The only time you don't need a mud sill is like on concrete. I instruct all my people, just use a mud sill all the time anyway. It's not going to hurt you. You need them anyway. Well, what if I'm building on concrete? Well, you don't technically need it, but tomorrow you're going to be building on gravel or hot asphalt or dirt. So just have mud sills on all the time. Just get in the habit. Just putting a mud sill on your base plate and just forget about it. Then you don't got to worry about it. It's safer anyway to strip it that weight better. Help with settling and sinking with the temperature changes. All right, what's number five? Uh, guardrails weren't on properly. So no surprise there. Um, when I go see a scaffold, it's never guardrailed. And if it is, it's not guardrailed correctly. You know, if they have guardrails, they only have the top rail. They don't have the midrail. There's no tow board. And if they do have a guardrail like system, like a top row middle row toe bore, it's only on the outside edge. There's nothing on the the uh, the short ends, you know. Like maybe there's nothing on the face of the building and there's something on the back end of it, but there's nothing on the ends, the short ends of it. So no surprise there. All right, let's move on. Drum roll. Number three, ladders. This was a 1926. Uh, 1,053 construction bus, 2,978 violations. Um, what were they doing here? Uh, well, you know, I could probably just guess all this without reading. But 1,852 violations, that's hundred. That's 1,852 companies busted for what? When portable ladders are used for access to an upper landing surface, ladders shall raise three feet. Oh, okay, that's no surprise. If you're using a ladder to get on a roof, you got to shoot that ladder to three foot over that roof line. If you can't do it, you got to secure it. But I never see that. Well, I can't. I, I, let me not say that. Let me not say never on that one. I, I actually do see that. I do see ladders shooting three foot over things. Um, but I definitely don't see ladders secured a lot. Um, and I definitely do see ladders not three feet over. But, you know, that one is not as bad. But OSHA caught 1,052 companies not doing it. All right, number two ladders shall be used only for the purpose which they're designed. Ooh, oh, I wanna see pictures of that one. So people were using ladders as scaffolds, as bridges, to support things, to hoist things. They were using them in a way that the manufacturer says, don't do this. On the label it says, never do this. And the employee's like, let's do this. All right, so that was a bust. What was the next bust for ladders? Okay, totally not surprised with this one. The top, the cap, or the top step of step ladder should not be used as step. Uh, Everybody's doing that. They're standing on the cap. They're standing on the first step. Totally illegal. I so love the new ladders that have come out recently where there's no cap, there's no top step. What would be the second step now folds down as the locks and makes a platform. And so instead of a ladder rung, you're actually standing on like a one-and-a-half by one-and-a-half platform. Those are so awesome, you can't break the rule. Ladders have been so poorly designed for so long. The cap you can't step on and the the high the top step you can't step on. But it is, in fact, a step, and it looks like all the other steps. Yeah, there's a sticker on it that says, don't step or sit on or above this level. But nobody reads that, and most of the time the sticker is ripped off anyway. But they finally made ladders where you can't violate the rule. Because they took the cap and the top step off. Brilliant. Brilliant. Someone was finally thinking, I think a ladder company might have actually consulted a safety professional for once in their life on a design. Whoever came up with that, let me know if you know. I want to get them on the show, and I want to just tell them how great they are for a half hour and uh, how revolutionary and how uh, simple of a fix that was. If everybody switched over to that uh, the, that ladder system, there would be none of these violations because you couldn't violate. All right, let's move on. Number four, an employee shall not carry any object or load that can cause the employee to lose balance, okay, or fall. So 92 companies, they busted because they caught an employee carrying a object up a ladder that was too heavy. Oh, I've seen it. Roofer dudes are bad at it. They'll throw three bundles of shingles on their shoulder these bundles of shingles could be 50 pounds a piece 80 pounds a piece and they got three on their shoulder and they're climbing up these ladders all day osha looks at him says well we're busting you because we have a regulation that says you're not allowed to carry anything that could cause you to lose your balance and carrying you know 150 carrying you know whatever, however many pounds up that ladder on one side of your body could definitely cause you to lose your balance. You know, a super heavy bucket in one hand, for instance. So you're supposed to use some kind of system to pull a bucket full of tools up, use the conveyor belt for uh, shingles. You know, you got to get stuff on the roof safely instead of having the guy climb the ladder. The ladder is for people to get up and down, not equipment. So, all right, so that's not a surprise there. What else? The fifth thing that people got busted for for ladders is they were caught using busted, damaged ladders. No surprise there. Everybody's got a busted ladder. Illegible sticker, broken feet, non-slip rubber pieces gone, the locks bent, cracked side rails, damaged rungs, dented supports, cracked caps, missing rivets. All stuff I see almost every time I look at a ladder. So many busted ladders out there. UV damage from being on top of the trucks for five years. They used to be orange. Now they're salmon colored. Yeah, no, no surprise there. Okay, drum roll. Number two, most top bus for OSHA for 2023 was Hazcom, Hazard Communication. One of the uh you know, poorer named things, I think. When I say hazardous communication, people have no idea what I'm talking about that aren't safety professionals. Um, it should just be called chemical safety. But no, they call it hazard communication, which is chemical safety. They busted 3,213 companies. This is 1910.1200. Um, and I could guess <laughs> these five. There's five of them, but let's, let's look at the, the five that made up the five parts of that subpart that got people busted. E1, Um, they didn't have a program, no chemical safety program. 1,136 companies got busted for no policy on chemical safety. 843 companies got busted because they weren't training their people on the uh, chemicals before they used it or ever. Not going through the safety data sheets with them. 363 companies got busted because they had no safety data sheets for their people to read. 315 companies got busted for labeling. They had chemicals in containers with no labels. 252 companies got busted because um, this is a safety data sheet one again, but this one's a little different. It says, oh, this was chemical manufacturers and importers shall obtain or develop safety data sheets for hazardous chemicals they produce or import. Ooh, so the the distributors and the importers got busted for not having the safety data sheet. Uh, Employers shall have safety data sheets in the workplace for each house chemical, which they use. Okay, well, that's that. No surprise there. All right, are you guys ready for the number one? The number one bust. The number one bust of all time of 2023? OSHA bus. Here we go. roll. The number one 2023 OSHA citation violation bus for companies was the number one killer in construction. Fall protection general requirements. Wait, Aaron, I thought we already did fall protection. That was personal fall arrest system training, fall protection training requirements. This is a different bus. This is on general requirements. 1926 501. They busted 7,271 companies for this. And what was it? Okay. They caught people in construction six feet up or more with no fall protection. 5,087 companies got busted because they caught their employees six feet up without being tied off or behind guardrails. No surprise there. Number two, they busted 931 companies last year. Because they had no guardrails. Okay. They busted at over six feet. They busted 543 companies last year. For what? Ooh, roofing, low slope roofs, unprotected sides or edges. So, again, people on roofs, no fall protection. That over six feet high. They busted 318 companies. For what? Each employee on a steep roof with unprotected sides or edges, six feet or more, shall be protected. The other one was low-slope roofs, all right? And then they busted 169 companies for hole covers because they didn't have adequate hole covers over the holes. Um, All right, so no surprise there. Number one was fall protection. So uh, number two, chemical safety, three ladders, four scaffolding, and then five pits. So we got to talk about real quick, what can we do about it? Well, as far as forklifts go, got to have a program. We're to have legit, legit certification training. There's 22 points that you got to cover with your employees. Your trainer has to be uh, have training in how to train people. Can't just be your best operator. It's got to be a legit instructor doing a legit course the right way. You know, just knocking out everything OSHA says. OSHA is really strict on forklift training. You can't just show them a DVD and give them a test and rip out a perforated card you got from J.J. Keller. It's not good enough. You got to do workplace training, you know, site-specific stuff. The, the trainer themselves got to be um, have knowledge, training, experience in training. So we got to do a legit job. But we can We can't. I can put you through a train trainer. I can get you legit curriculum and forms and get you the legit experience and knowledge and training to train. I can teach you how to teach people. You can go to other people for an instructor trainer development course, but we got to do it. We got to legitly certify people. They got to be doing a pre inspection. We got to be fixing and upgrading and maintaining our, our forklifts. So it's not impossible. Number four, the scaffolding. Again, training, making sure they have fall protection, enforcing, make sure they're guardrails, make sure they're tied off, make sure they're fully decking the plank. Just make sure somebody for our company knows these scaffold rules and make sure that our people build scaffold are doing it right. They got base plates and mud silts on. You know, they have proper access. We could do this. It's not possible. I got a checklist. You just look at any scaffold and go down the checklist, and, and it'll tell you. You know, you'll find deficiencies if you're just going through the checklist. We got uh, apps for that, too. Number three, ladders, just making sure that we're going three feet over. You know, training and enforcement, making sure people aren't using ladders stupid, you know, for making up uses for them. They got to be used as designed. Make sure they're using them correctly, not standing on the top step or cap. Making sure they're not carrying heavy stuff up there making sure they're secure, making sure they're not broken. I mean, we could do this, guys. It's a lot. I already know, but we could do this. Chemical safety, we could do this. We could have a program. We could have safety data sheets for every chemical, the updated, most accurate, perfect one. We could train our employees on it. We can make sure they have the PPE required in Section 8. We could do all this. We could make sure people aren't putting stuff in unlabeled vessels, like spray bottles and stuff. We could do this. And then, number one, fall protection. We make sure everybody's tied off or behind guardrails and everybody's trained and um, holes are covered and there's fall protection on the roof with uh, uh, fall protection roof carps or rope systems or um, the tripod with the retractables. I mean, we can do this, guys. We can do this. May need help, but we can do this. We can get this done. All right, everybody. So I hope you enjoyed this 2024 episode of OSHA's top 10 bus for 2023. If you need any help on this, feel free to reach out. And until next time, everybody, stay safe.